Hello and welcome. I actually already recorded the episode you're about to listen to. It was with a dear friend of mine and it was just so uplifting and inspiring and motivating. And I just wanted to say that if you are a coach or you're thinking about stepping full time into doing what you love to do, this episode will definitely get you going. Uh, I've known Lauren for over a decade. We've both had our ups and downs within our business. We've made so many pivots, so many changes and it's just so beautiful to have someone that you can grow with and accept them for where they are in their journey so I think this episode is going to be incredibly inspiring very empowering and I really truly hope you enjoy it here we go Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vibe Talk Awaken. This week we have a dear friend of mine on the show. I'm so excited. So I'm going to read her bio. So Lauren Wells, aka LC, is a holistic health and fitness coach based in New York City, praised as the gut health bestie. Lauren has been committed for nearly a decade to helping women go from struggling to consistently thriving in their gut health and wellness journey. She is a full wellness experience. I love that. Offering nutrition and life lifestyle coaching. She has Curl Sweat, a group dance fitness class and founder of the digital wellness app known as Hervival for holistic wellness and self-care resources. I love that. Creating sisterhood bonds, helping women obtain great gut health and vibrating energy is what she's all about. That is such an impressive bio. And I know I've known you for pretty much that entire decade. <laughs> yeah, so so welcome on the show, changed. Lauren. Thank you. <laughs> How are Thank you feeling you for today? I'm feeling great. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me here. Um, I love what you have created because like you said, we've known each other for a decade. A lot has changed on both parties. So this is really amazing. Thank you for having me. And I'm so proud of you having this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm like smiling from ear to ear. I'm so proud of you as well. <laughs> I feel like we've watched each other's journeys and it's just very exciting to to stay in each other's lives and support one another. So I yeah. always start to show off uh, with this question. And so I'm really excited to hear your story. I don't really feel like we've actually fully had this conversation. So if you can yeah, share with our listeners, uh, yeah, your spiritual awakening and what got you on the spiritual path. Some of this will probably like start puzzling the pieces together in our history of our friendship. But my spiritual awakening, I it has actually begun and shifted on my with my entrepreneur journey starting. So because that was when I really started to like, you know, you already know as an entrepreneur, you're gonna have to dig in every part of yourself. So they don't tell you when you start a business that you're gonna work on yourself 10 times harder in a sense. So you start to learn a lot about you. So because of that, and because I wanted to be successful, I started to dig into different depths and parts of me. And as you know, it's kind of like, you know, you gotta be careful what you ask for, but it is actually it was a blessing in a sense, because as I'm asking for like, you know, what do I need? What do I have to grow? How can I be successful and all these things? Uh, deeper parts of me started to, you know, rise and I started to become more awakened in the sense of paying attention of what has been stifling me. So one of my biggest shifts was uh, I went, I felt through a depression, you know, I was just lost on my path. Like I was just very confused because I felt like from the time I was born all the way up to college, I did what everyone said to do, you know, go to school, get your good grades, graduated with honors all that good stuff and get a job. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is supposed <laughs> to be my life 
for, you know, however many years till I'm like in my 60s, like this cannot be. Um, living in New York and you know, Tamisha, like I wasn't even making $30,000. How was I going to survive? And I have a college degree. So I was just like, okay, it has to be another route. It has to be something else. And I think my big push was when I found out that someone who, you know, everyone prays like, oh, she makes good money. She's about to retire. And I found out she only made $4 more an hour than I did. I was like, no, 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 no. So I was like, I have to make a shift. I have to make a change. I literally jumped all over the place. I enlisted into the Navy, you know, tried to do that and uh, got in, got a contract. But like days before it was time for me to enroll, like go, go out to uh, my basic training, I had an injury. I burnt my leg. So they was like, oh, you got to wait a couple of weeks. You can't go. Um, but in that time, anyone can take my job. So some other seller took my job and they kicked me out. And here I am back on that that cycle, you know, so when that happens, it just starts making you ask questions like, what is this? I'm doing everything that's said to do. And I realized today it was like, no, you're not doing what your spirit is leading you to do. You're doing what society is leading you to do. Mm, so in yes. the depths of my depression, because I definitely went through a bout of depression because I was just like this. I just feel like I'm on in a rat race. Like here I am hearing about people in the rat race. I went to college that I thought would avoid that. And here I am again. So um, like I said, when you speak up and you ask, uh, things start to open up. And um, that was when the depths of like, okay, I, I had dabbled in the entrepreneurship journey and stuff like that when I was in college. But, um, you know, I was just like, okay, this is only temporary. Let me just go back so I could get my job. But that's when it started again. Like, you know, I was like, all right, like, this isn't it. If I'm if I have to kind of dig within and also to going into the military, like enlisting, I realized, wow, I really was prepared myself. Like I was prepared if I had to go to war and it was just like a complete thing. So it, it also showed me my power of my mind. And I was like, if I can really shift my mind, because I I was I remember my brother, he was in the army. He kept saying, you should go into the um, army reserve while you're in school, like all this stuff, speaking for financial reasons. And I was like, no, like no. And when I started to really sit still, you know, because I felt like I was just running, um, I finally took a moment to sit still and realize, okay, you know, um, if I'm not moving by my spirit, then what is my spirit leading me to do, you know? And when I sat still and started to realize, what is it that you know I need? Like, if I can put my mind to it to enlist into somebody's government and give my life away. I know I have things to do, whatever I want to put my mind to. So how about I connect my spirit and my mind and figure out what it is within me that I'm supposed to be leading. So now I was just like, all right, I'm ready to surrender and be obedient. So going back to what was that shift of the awaken, it was that whole cycle of the rat race going on, going through a depression, needing to sit still, and then finally going within to realize what needs to be awakened. And then that's when entrepreneurship started to come to me. And it's, this is like giving me goosebumps because I'm in Manhattan Wall walking around and some girl comes up and was like, I like your style. Here's my car. And that girl happens to be you. <laughs> so I think it's funny because I literally just said, all right, like, what am I supposed to step out and do? What can I do? It took for that journey where you and I connected 
for me to start seeing possibilities. It took that journey to start really being around different people who wasn't just go to work, you know, go home and call it a day, you know, actually dreaming, believing, speaking affirmations, all of that, that type of training shifted my mindset so much. And I believed in myself that I could do that because I was able to shift my mindset to literally sign up my life away to go to the military. So I was all, I was game in. So that was a big shift when it came to like my journey, how all those aspects, like, you know, how you say one plus one equals two, right? So it was like one, go to college, didn't work. Two, go into a depression because this is just isn't working. And then three, finally getting the introductionary into entrepreneurship. And then it was just, it just started to go from there. I wasn't afraid to start new things, try new things, discover new things. I started to become very uh, brave. So my awakening shifted through through those three uh, avenues where they led to where I am today. So I definitely give you all praise for just even having the bravery, because that takes a lot too. Having the bravery to come up to me, I probably don't look nice when I'm walking in the streets of New York anyway, because I've always been told I'm not approachable. So to be brave enough to come up to me, you didn't know me, to just say, hey, I like your style and connect. Look where that led us today, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, you played a very big major role into that. So, you know, that's why I was like, sure, I'll be here. You know, of course. <laughs> I want to speak publicly to share how much you played such a big right. role into that, you know? Um, wow. By you just following what it is within you to step out, mm-hmm. you know, of your comfort zone and, and come and speak because that has shifted my life. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I had like tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. I know that was like back in, I think that was like 2009 or 2010. Yeah. 2010. I ran into you. 2010. So that was, was 11 years ago. Military, Cinco de Mayo, 2010. Wow. I went back to my job. I worked in a different, like, um, I went back, I worked with adults who had mental disabilities and social services. Very demanding. You don't get much. I found a different agency and started working there. But that November, uh, no, September about, I was just like, I got to go. I can't do this. And those like two months we met, I know exactly when we met, we met in October. So it's about to be. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't even know. The only reason why I know <laughs> is because the day where we actually connected and I like signed up was my mom's birthday. So oh, wow. my journey started really November 8th, 2010. And that's when I just took the leap. And I was scared, but I wasn't scared of fear. I was scared of success because I knew whatever was going to happen, my life was going to shift and change. So that's how I'm able to really know because it was my mother's birthday. So around October, because it took a few weeks for us to connect again right. and stuff like that. Right. Around October, maybe the latest of September of 2010 is when um, all oh, that transpired. That's incredible. That's incredible. 11 years. Yeah. I, I think it's just a matter of that was also before social media, like Instagram. Wasn't yeah, it wasn't no, around. Instagram. So it's like, exactly. You kind of just had to go up to people. That was how you, you know, generated leads back then. Yeah. When it came to mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. So it was a true hustle. And Facebook then. wasn't business or anything like no, that. I think at that time, it was, it was probably still maybe family, college students friends. or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the, the next question I have for you, because I definitely was not on a spiritual path back in 2010. I could tell you that I was not <laughs> okay. meditating, none of that stuff. I was very much in the hustle. That's so mindset. beautiful to see where you are. You know, I was like, I need to talk to people like, 
you know, and, you know, when I compliment people, it was always genuine, you know, I'm yeah, a terrible no. liar. So it was always <laughs> genuine, but it was also a numbers game. Like I need to talk to 20 people a day or whatever my coach would tell me, you know, I'm like, whatever she tells me to do, I'm going to do. But I'm curious to know, back then you said you had a moment of stillness. And I think that is so key, especially when we're always running around, running around. There's so much to do. And I know, you know, there's plenty of coaches out there that also have families, their moms, they're busy. So how, how were you able to find that stillness back then? Or were you already meditating back then? Like, I'm just curious to hear what stillness looked like for you a decade ago. I kind of fell through this depression where I would look in the mirror and I didn't like who I was, what I seen, and I had no clue. So by running and, you know, running circles. And like you said, being in New York, that hustle bustle type mentality, I got tired. I, I, I was like literally knocked down on my ass to have to sit still in a sense, because I was paralyzed spiritually, emotionally, you know? So it was kind of like, it wasn't a choice. And now that I know what I know, my ancestors came back to me and was like, Literally, like, sit your butt down. I remember sitting down in front of me. I had a nice, you know, people who shopped in Ikea, I had that nice big old mirror in my room. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just sitting. Like, I, I just fell down, you know. Um, so I think it was just the depths of my hurt, my pain, and, and I was just tired, you know. I've been hustling and bustling since, I, like, I was a kid. You get what I'm saying? I was worrying about money. And how I'm going to help my mom pay bills at eight years old, you know? So, and not that that was something she put on me, but, you know, as a child and I was very, I was always very a big empath, intuitive. My mom always said I had some type of gift. I didn't know it yet, but my mom always said that. So I felt that, not that she put on me, not that she said I had to, but I just felt like, what do I need to do? Because I know something's not right here in this household with my mom being a single mom. So, you know, I was selling candy. I was like already just figuring out money and how I'm going to hustle and babysit some kids. And like, you get what I'm saying? I had two jobs in high school. Like I was tired. You get what I'm saying? Like that's from eight to, I don't know, some time. I don't know how old I was around 2010, but uh, what, 24 or something like that. That's, that's working years. You get what I'm saying? That's that's almost 20 years in a sense. So it was like, I was tired. It was time for me to retire the soul I knew. (laughs) <laughs> you get saying just like you already works put in two a regular job, right? If somebody right. has a regular job, they put their twenty years, they're ready to retire. So I was ready to retire. What I knew, you know, and I was ready to unlearn and relearn. But I would say I had no choice to sit still. Like if I did it, gotcha. I, it was already it was beating me down. Health was very compromised, you know. So um, I really, I just didn't have a choice. Gotcha. So I want to I want to talk about health and the coaching and the gifts that you have and where you are today. And so I know your forte is gut health and energy healing and raising your vibration. I love all of that stuff. So can you talk about your journey and how you were able to do what you do today? I would love to hear that. Yeah. So, of course, it took many spins and turns and shifts. And like um, I said a little bit when we started this talk was. Once, once I gave in, once I was ready to give up what I knew, and I took that leap and signed up on an entrepreneurship journey, and I told myself, if you was brave enough to sign up for the military, be brave enough for whatever your soul is going to lead you, because this time it's not going to be wrong. 
because I'm not listening to anyone else. I'm listening to what what is telling something's pulling and telling me like, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I didn't have no choice. I'm being pulled. I'm being led. I'm being pulled down to the floor. I'm being, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like I felt right with it. I wasn't scared, you know, or anything. So the journey started from first getting introduced to, you know, network marketing. Um, I had introductories to it, like I said, back in late high school, college. Uh, but now it's back again. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I see why that came before. Like, there's some tools. Now that I know today, there was tools I needed to learn to be able to start understanding how to shift my mind. There was, um, you know, some some laws, universal laws and things I needed to step into. And people that I was supposed to connect you or one, you know, to kind of start doing for me to start seeing in reverse of what are attracted into my life. I started to connect to amazing people. You know, I started to get access to really great resources and books, you know. So by starting to do that, I started to develop like a, a like a, a very, I call it, we can curse on this, right? Yes, you can. <laughs> started to call it a very unfuckable with mindset right and then when I started noticing that because I saw like I said the, going into the Navy and seeing that made me see oh you got this really strong mindset girl like you got something here so let's start putting these pieces together to get to where you're going to go so you know like I said that training and stuff that we were getting was priceless. I'm pretty sure you still feel the same way. Maybe mm-hmm. not the actual business in a sense, you know, wasn't, but a lot of the ways that how I carry myself, the way I felt about myself. I remember I've, I have a journal still written today. When I was going through that, I always wanted to create some type of woman empowerment. I just didn't know how and what ways. I didn't, I never would have thought it went into the space of like gut health and energy healing. But that was my journey that I went through when I went through all these peaks and valleys and shifts and things in my journey in my business, shifting business. One minute I'm selling makeup, next minute I'm, you know, selling life insurance. And then after that, you know, I'm doing all these different things and talking about financial literacy. All of those tools I now have together in my toolbox. And then again, I got to that another shift where I'm like, I'm tired again. Like, I need to sit still. I'm tired. I'm here. I'm still hustling and bustling. Like, I thought we weren't doing this. And it just kind of was like, all right, those are all the tools you're supposed to put in your box. What, and one of um, my mentors said, find something that you love to do that you'll do for free and get paid to do it. At that time, what stuck with me from training for the military was working out. And as I started to work out, I started to really pay attention, like, oh, it's more than just working out because what I'm eating, I might look good, but I feel like crap. And now I was diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases and I had all these gut health issues, hyperthyroidism. And I'm like, something else has to be like, it's something more than just this workout because I feel horrible. You know, I was training clients. I had to be at the gym at 6 a.m. And you know, wouldn't go home till almost 11 o'clock at night. My feet hurt. They're burning. What's going on? And that's when I started going and having the health issues and having to figure out what was wrong and end up finding out all the diagnosis. So now, because I've personally, here I am again, feeling, you know, the pains of the grind, you know, I might have found something I love to do. I got paid for it, but I was still like, 
still just hustling and moving. And I just think it's the vibe of the New York at the time and my mindset. Uh, but that's when I had to slow down again because now I can't. Like, I can't stand too long. My feet hurt. I'm, pain, I'm having pain. And that's when I started to learn a bit about gut health. And if you really learn the depths of gut health, it's more than just cleansing, detoxing what you eat. Your thoughts, remember I said I, I build an unfuckable with mindset. So those tools that I learned, I started realizing the connection. And then I learned about the vagus nerve, all those things. And then that's that's a very short route because it took me, you know, 11 years to kind of finally get here. I didn't start really putting these two pieces together until last year. Uh, because when the pandemic happened and... I chose to no longer be in the gyms and work with clients. I want to be completely online. Then I had to really figure out like, how am I really helping people to make actual full impacts? You know, not just, okay, I lost some weight and they may look good, but they still don't feel good on the inside. And I realized from talking to these women, um, I, I started really pouring into my Facebook group. I had it for years, but when I really poured into the Facebook group, and I started doing, um, I started doing like uh, these like sacred healing, um, spiritual um, readings in groups and started realizing most of them was having more emotional stuff that was interfering why they couldn't release weight or, you know, stuff like that. So I took their journey and, you know, in the midst of the pandemic and seen that and then my own personal triumphs, my health issues, all the mindset routes that I had to go. And then I saw like, wow, these two go together. Like one can't live without each other. Like, yeah, you could take care of gut health, but if you got crappy mindsets or you haven't dealt with, you know, your grandmother told you that you were ugly, so you really don't feel good within, we're going to still have some blocks, you know? Um, so that's when I started putting a lot of this stuff together and saw where like, I can't go without one or the other in my work or what I do helping with my, my clients. Oh, this makes me so happy to hear. I love that. And I think that's such a big thing that is a miss, both in the spiritual and in the health community, is that we want to separate the two. And really, the spirit is part of the body, is part of the mind. We have to start integrating all of that. To have that knowledge mm -hmm. as separate entities is, is good on its own, but now we need to integrate it and weave it all together. How can it all work beautifully together? And so I love that you're teaching women and empowering women to get that all together. Because yeah, you can do the workouts, you can eat the food, but if you have horrific, horrific negative self-talk, where, where is that going to get or you? I haven't even so dealt I, with I, past yeah. traumas, family traumas. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you why, Samisha, why, why they're not integrated. Because at one point when I was just on the you know, the fitness side, um, uh -huh. a lot of times people, and this is not everyone, so don't come trying to hang me on this, on what I'm saying, um, people, but a lot of times people escape their emotional, like baggage, traumas, things like that, and run to fitness to avoid it. So a lot of times uh, people aren't brave or scared okay. enough, you get what I'm saying? So that's why I do see, because yeah. like, when I got into the gym, good point. And I was working, I saw, like, I saw that, you know, they, they don't want to do the work. A lot of times they'll use stuff. That's what I'm going to say, like certain, not more than supplements that will just get them the results because in the fitness world, it's just outer exterior, you know? Right. So, and a lot of times they got so much baggage stuff that they're just continuing to block 
and hide and take drugs and stuff like that just to get what they're supposed to get because of that instant gratification. And then now with social media, you get what I'm saying? Like, I need to look good. That's what people see. They don't see, they don't see my inner stuff. People still worried on the outside. And that's they don't see your what gut. it is in the right. They don't see my gut. They don't see that. I, like, you know, for me on Instagram, I look good. Nobody knew I was having chronic pain when I'm standing up. I can't feel my toes. You get what I'm saying? No one knew that I had childhood traumas that was holding within me that was affecting my gut health too. You know, and I had, you know, just a lot of worrisome and all these things just occupying my mind and my spirit. You didn't see that. But on the gram, I looked like I was a cut fitness trainer. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, so that's why in the fitness world, in some instance for some people, fitness is the escape because it's too scary on this route. But I seen why I was pulled to go through all the peaks and valleys and the journeys. Like I've been in therapy and stuff for years working through all these things. You got to do the work. You get what I'm saying to speak on it. So in some aspects, you don't see two people on both sides. I wonder, to be honest, if I was led more onto the spiritual side and worked on the spiritual side, would I have been in fitness and worked out more? You know, because sometimes that's a whole another thing because that discipline. So I see why for me, I had to go down that route and saw the importance and what it, I felt in my body and then go down that way. But if I probably yeah. went the other way around, I mean, fitness would have been okay, but you know, I probably wouldn't right. took as, yeah, this I, is a priority. You, bring up a, you bring up a valuable point because sometimes I know fitness can also be like a replacement, you know, like if you drop one bad habit. And then you're like, okay, I'm just going to become addicted to the gym. But it's like, okay, you're just replacing the habit of drinking or drugs for fitness, but you're still just replacing the the habit, not dealing with it. So I I totally hear what you're saying. And it's like such a a layered issue because then it's like, yeah, you then get the exterior result, but your interior is still, you're not fixing the root cause. And especially with social media and the instant gratification and, oh yeah, but I look good. You're right. It's that dopamine hit. And then you're like, okay, I feel good for now. But then you still have that void, that nagging issue at your core. It's like, why am I still not happy? And you can't escape that. I still feel empty. I still feel empty. I still feel hollow inside. And like I said, Mm -hmm. throughout the pandemic, because people had to sit still, people had to deal with their stuff. People went through some real heavy shit throughout. And we're still kind of going through, (laughs) but you know, people are outside. That year, starting March 2020 here in the States, People went through some real deep stuff. And I was on the other end helping people, like doing free workouts in my group and having conversations and seeing what these women were suffering with. And, you know, on a deeper end, you know, because at first I was like, okay, I'm going to just have, you know, group calls and you can ask me anything about health and fitness and stuff. They didn't, they weren't even asking questions about that. Maybe a little bit like, what should I eat? Because I had this pain. And then I started getting into the root, why they had this pain or why they felt empty or why, you know, stuff like that. Why they not sleeping and all those things. So yeah, you have to deal with it. Um, but I think for, I think if anybody didn't awaken, people probably did awaken come uh, March, 2020, when they had to sit home and sit still with themselves and see what their life has reflected. <laughs> what What's actually going on in fitness and try to avoid it or something but yeah you can you, like you said I feel like any sense of any forms of addiction or stuff that you do on the outside to avoid like a deep root like like prime example what you just mentioned where you said I might be drinking I have an alcohol issue but if they don't deal on that they just find another addiction right 
it has to come down to acts. Well, why were you drinking in the first place? Why, what are you running away from? You know, like all those things. And I, I say for me, I asked a lot of those questions first by myself. And then I realized I was like, okay, I think it would be good to have some professional help to help me in these capacity. But that's a lot of work that it takes some real bravery because sometimes you realize, I know for me, my biggest aha, I was like, oh shit. And I got to own it. Most of the shit I was going through was because of me. And people don't want to see that, especially when they project their, right. their stuff onto other people. Right. Yeah, I might have had some things like, you know, I always say, or it's a believing and a mantra for myself. Your traumas might not have been your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Oh, yes. Say that again. <laughs> it, it, it's true. It's so you know, true. What happened in your childhood or the way you grew up, you know, me being single, if I had to work and do all that, I'm tired. Yeah, that might have not been my fault. That's what I did. But my healing around it and for me to stand and move in my, my life the way I need to without carrying that with me, that's my responsibility. Yeah, and a lot I of times agree. people don't want to own up to that because they haven't got ready to realize that mm -hmm. it's on you. Nobody's going to come and save you. So we'll find something Ooh. to throw that on. I love that. Yeah. The victim mindset does not benefit you. It does not help you. It feels good. So it feels real good. <laughs> yeah. You party all day, but it doesn't actually escalate you further. And I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast, you know, they're either a coach or they're thinking about becoming a coach. And so I want to ask you, you know, for those that are, that may be a little newer in their journey, what advice would you give for them to, to continue and not want to throw in the towel? Because I know it can be discouraging at times. And I know you've made a lot of pivots. I've made a ton of pivots. Yeah. So what advice would you give for those that are maybe just starting out or they're in that beginning stage of fear of success? Uh, anything that comes up for you, whether it's uh, fear, any kind of emotion, but especially fear where you feel like it is debilitating, that is your alarm system to tell you to go within. The more you lean in and ask why you feel this way, what's stopping you, why are you afraid to talk to people, why are you afraid to put out yourself, why are you afraid to go live, you know, or even if you're doing all the things, but you're still kind of like, what's going on? It's something within that you need to, you got to look into. So you, you got to do the work, especially if you're a coach. You have to. If you don't do the work, you're going to project that energy out somewhere else, whether it's to your clients or in your business, and it'll keep showing up the way you don't want it or desire it to. So I know for me, when I really started rolling up my sleeves and dealing with the stuff that hurt me the most, where you know, I couldn't even talk about it, that's what I had to lean into more. Because you can keep, just like in the house, like, oh, my house is dirty. Let me just brush this under the rug. How much dirt the rug gonna fit at some point? You know what I mean? Like it's gonna, it's gonna come out. The smell's gonna seek out, you know, and all those things. So as a coach who's starting on their journey and stuff is just not showing up or you have this, the fear of success, ask yourself why. Have you? A lot of times they don't. And you got to figure out what, what it is and start digging into it bite size at a time, you know, do you can't sit here and eat a whole elephant, right? So just start Thank taking, you. you know, just bite-sized, digestible things when it comes to whatever it is that is uh, sabotaging 
you because fear period if you take the acronym of fear f-e-a-r it's just false evidence appearing real right it's not real it's just what you you know that other thought in your mind that's trying to protect you in some instance right because you know and feel fear that kind of comes up it's just that trying to protect you in a way and you know i mean just like a parent like you know be like oh be careful there's dangers out there and you're just like, I, I know, mom, you know, love you. Okay, I'll be all right. You know, you just kind of go and just be mindful, pay attention. It's the same way when that fear comes up, fear of success, right? I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared to make a lot of money and everybody's going to want money from me. Or Why? You know, you have your, is it boundaries that's an issue? You know, are you afraid that you're not going to know how to say no? You know, so stuff like that and just dig in. And then always, of course, find, uh, someone to help and support you in that, whether it is a therapist, whether you get into communities and spaces, the healer, the coach needs a healer and a coach too. I have multiple. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you mentioned that. I think that is so important as well. I've always had a mentor myself because ultimately having someone to be able to look at where you're at it shines a light to your own blind spots. And I think yeah. the moment you feel like you're okay, oh, I don't need anyone. That's such you a huge red flag. Yeah, you can only see but so much. And it's in your best interest to have someone uh, to be able to shine a light on where you're at. And so that's only going to help you grow. So I absolutely yeah. love that. And it's about that. having an outlet. It, it ain't always yeah. about like, oh, I need this person to help me. It's mm -hmm. like, I, it's healthy and it's safe to have a space where you can speak about things that feel good or don't, period, because both of those energies are needed. I mean, if Oprah got a coach and she is who she is, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like some right. of the most affluent leaders have someone, you know? Exactly. And then exactly. also too, as healers and coaches, you putting your energy out to other people. You need to have someone that can pour that into you as you continue to pour yourself and recharge. So it is important, whether, like I said, mentor, coaching spaces, groups, communities, you know, that's why I, I decided to curate a, a safe space, you know, um, in that aspect. And yeah, I'll help on the, you know, the gut health and then the energy healing because energy and healing period is a never ending cycle. It, it, you don't just heal and then that's it because life happens. Things happen, you know. So life could be great, grand, you got to where you want, and then Mother Nature comes sweeping through, like how it's been doing, you know, with exactly. the hurricanes. And how are you handling that? Are you, do you have a healthy space to unpack that? Mm -hmm. Just like moving, yeah. are you going to move your whole house by yourself? Or would you like to have some help to help and support you to pack the bags up? It'll feel a lot better. <laughs> You'll have more energy. So it's right. the same way with your emotions. I love that. What would you say is the biggest mistake or the biggest miss you see when it comes to the coaching space on social media? That kind of makes you cringe a bit. I would love to hear your feedback on that because I know I have my little two cents, but I always love to hear other people's perspective on what you wish could be done better. I will share mine and it's something that got in my way for a long time. Ah, okay. Stop shaping you based on what you see the success of others. Oh, good one. So I would change or tweak my program because I've seen all these coaches do this kind of way, but I had to realize the space that I'm being called to, nobody's doing what I'm doing, you know? 
So, and even if it is the same thing, like you could literally, if you are, you know, uh, let's give an example of a coach. You're, you're, you're a coach that helps with, you know, you do Reiki or something, right? There might be other people out here who do Reiki, but no one's you. So yeah, you can look at it as a sense of inspiration, but always check yourself. Are you looking for inspiration so you can dig in? Inspiration is in an inside job. So are you using them as an inspiration to inspire you to dig into yourself with your tools? Are you using them as an inspiration and now you got compared, you're um, comparing and then it's making you feel inadequate on the inside? So that was something I had to do because I would see coaches, I'm seeing them making their six figures, all this stuff. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like it's already starting to shift some things of what I'm doing wrong. So I would say, you know, use them as spaces, maybe get to know how they did it and stuff, but always use it as an inspiration for you to dig inside yourself and figure out how the best way you're going to do it. Not trying to copy them or shape something in the way that they did it. Great advice. I love that. So as we wrap up this episode, I definitely want to shine a huge spotlight on what you're doing because I know you have an exciting group coaching program that you have been working on tirelessly. So if you can talk about that and uh, for those that are listening that are interested in diving deeper with you, I would love to, to hear more. Yes. Yeah, so I'm super excited because like I said, I've, I've had programs, I've done group cleanses and, you know, coaching and helped hundreds of women, you know, when it comes to fitness and nutrition, but I haven't really put into like the intuitive energy, spiritual work. I'm only with one-on-one with clients. So like my one-on-one clients, they've seen, you know, the mess, but I never put together in a whole capacity to really help and ignite women um, on their journey, you know, especially if for someone who might have been, you know, a coach might have been successful, but they noticed like how I was, I was making good money working as a fitness coach, but my health, my gut health wasn't intact. I wasn't, I felt hollow inside, you know, like energetically. So I started and curated the divine alignment program. Um, It's an extension of uh, the app Provival. And all about survival is, you know, getting women from that survival mode and being able to pull them to look within themselves, giving them tools, resources on their self-care or spiritual care and, you know, working within themselves so that they can revive their mind, body and spirit. So this is actually an eight week cohort where I'm working with 12 women hand in hand, close together and creating a like minded space. Remember, I said we need communities, spaces to support where you can just have an outlet. And this is a self-mastery program where I'm helping them to um, get all the tools to help on their gut health, be able to cleanse their gut, activate their vagus nerve so they can have that good communication, and then working on the energy work as far as clearing um, their chakras, balancing their energies, and what tools, resources, colors, based on their astrological blueprint, it gets really deep. I'm excited to like curate and finally put that together. And um, yeah, the first cohort of 12 We'll be starting in October, and then I'll have the next uh, people coming in and accepting applications for the following cohort for 2022. Awesome. That's so exciting. Yay. Yeah. So if you can let everybody know how they can best support you and where they can follow you. Uh, but before you do, I have to ask one more question. I always mm-hmm. end the episode with this question, and that is, uh, what are your words of wisdom that have guided you thus far? Hmm, I got a lot, but... 
But it's my words of wisdom this far. I would say never dim your light to give others their shine. Oh, love that. Very powerful. Um, that's something, you know, especially as a healer, because we always want to shine that light and give and give and give, but don't, never dim your light to do that. If you work on yourself enough to shine your light, and it'll be bright enough to pour out into others. Oh, it's so beautifully said. I love that. Let everybody know how they can best support you, where they can follow you and all that good stuff. Yes, absolutely. So you could find me on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Thrive with Elsie. That's T-H-R-I-B-E-W-I-T-H-L-C. And my website is thrivewithelsie.com where you can get access to like the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And the best way to support me is just show some love. Come over onto my page, say hi, um, you know, connect. I like to, you know, just, re- I'm a real person, you know, I think you can see when you step out, like, I feel like the more I started stepping out, people don't see like I'm a real person or think I'm going to bite. Right. Um, so that's definitely one of the things. And, you know, tell a friend about this episode. I think this is something that's helpful. So what really helps me is to let me know that something I might've done that might've been beneficial or helpful for you and, and just sharing it out to others. Uh, Cause I know that is the cycle of life to continue, you know, this, this road um, as far as the awakening and the enlightenment. Um, so that's there. And yeah, if you guys want to learn anything about like the revival app and things of that nature, come on into the revival community. Uh, everything is on my website. I can learn a bit more about that. I love that. I have one more question just popped into my mind. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you have like a top really quick gut tip you can share? Yes. So this is so simple and it's so okay. many people that does not do it. <laughs> drink your warm water and drink your greens. Okay. Warm water. Yes. People are so shocked about the warm water. Get rid of the cold. It's not good for gut health, especially if you have gut health issues. I know it's, you know, you want it, but especially the first peak start of your morning start off with some warm water and get some chlorophyll up in your body and just start with that little small thing i promise you'll see some big results awesome amazing i appreciate you so much lauren sending you so much love and i'm sure i'll have you back on the show again absolutely (laughs) thank you i appreciate you so much thank you for having you too and just following your light you know to do something like this so Thank Absolutely. you. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're a coach or a spiritual entrepreneur of any kind and you've been considering starting your own podcast, but you're a little overwhelmed, you don't know where to start, I need your help. I've actually been considering putting together an online course along with an accountability factor so you're able to step-by-step know exactly how to launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, please check the show notes. There's a link there which breaks down exactly what would be included. And so if I get enough interest, I'm definitely excited to put this together. So please let me know. Let me know if this is something you'd want to be a part of. Uh, Sending you so much love and until next time.